You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Since the Lions will not be going to the playoffs, let's put their season into context with a good friend of the program, Tori Petri, DetroitLions.com, and the Lions team channel here on TuneIn. Tori, as always, we appreciate the time. You've been covering this team on a daily basis for a few years now. How big of a disappointment was the loss Sunday in Cincinnati, and what do you think happened in that game? Yeah, it certainly was a disappointment. I mean, the Lions were coming off a game where they felt like they had really put themselves back into the playoff conversation. Uh, They did need some help from some other teams, but they ended up getting the help that they needed. They just couldn't take care of their own business, uh, weren't able to come away with the win uh, against a team that certainly they were capable of beating, uh, but they couldn't put together the performance that they needed. The offense just really couldn't get going all day. There wasn't a run game. They had missed opportunities. They struggled uh, on third and short. And, uh, you know, it just it, nothing was really coming together for them in that game. The, de- the defense played decently in the first half, but then in the fourth quarter there were penalties after penalties when they were trying to get a stop and uh, get the offense back on the field to get some sort of game-winning uh, drive going, and they just couldn't do it. Usually we're used to seeing this team put its best work out there in the fourth quarter, uh, but it did not happen in Cincinnati. So certainly a disappointment for this team uh, that was able to make it to the playoffs last year. Tori, happy holidays to you and yours. I hope Santa Claus took care of you, and the new year is going to bring it in right. Uh, but, <laughs> but I got some other news I got to talk to you about. It's your Detroit Lions. It's 26 consecutive seasons without winning a postseason game. Give me your take on how do you see this organization trying to fix those issues? Because, you know, my big thing is I ask you the same question every week. I talk about the running game. One thing that the Minnesota Vikings do have, and and I think, and also Green Bay, I think why they have success every year for the most part is because they do have a quality running game. Do you think they need to get that moving forward? Yeah, it's certainly something that's missing from this team, and it has been for a little while here. Uh, I mean, just look at the 100-yard rusher stat and how long it's been. It's been, uh, you know, three years and counting since they've had a 100-yard rusher in a game. And Matthew Stafford has only had seven of them in his entire career as a Lion. So there really hasn't been a consistent, reliable run game for this team in a long time. And this year was no different. Uh, They really felt like they were going to have it this year with all the money and time they invested in the offensive line in the offseason, bringing in free agents. Uh, and Rick Wagner and T.J. Lane, uh, but it just did not pan out that way because of injuries, and then Taylor Decker's injury complicated things as well. So uh, then even Amir Abdullah had injuries this season, uh, and so just between him and Theo Riddick, they weren't able to get the run game going that they, they wanted to. Tion Green stepped in and, and had some uh, key snaps for them, but it just was not consistent. There were flashes of it here and there, but uh, I mean, that's certainly part of the puzzle uh, of what needs to improve uh, to get them their first playoff win in two decades. Um, but that really is is something that this organization is striving for and uh, is just really trying to get over that hump of because they feel like they can't really uh, get the respect that they want until they, they cross that uh, milestone. Chatting with Tori Petri, DetroitLions.com, Lions team channel here on TuneIn. We'll get clarity on Monday as to what the future holds for Jim Caldwell, but let's presume the entire coaching staff comes back. Can you give us a sense of what offensive coordinator Jim Bob Cooter has brought this team in recent years? Because as head coaching jobs open up across the league, I think his name's going to come up at least getting interviews. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, his name and Tara Lawson's name have both come up uh, in, in head coaching searches in the past. Uh, so, you know, we'll see what happens. They're always very close-lipped about it during the season. You know, they always say their focus is this team alone. And uh, Jim Bob was asked about it when the Tennessee job came open, since that's his alma mater. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens in this offseason. Uh, when Jim Bob took over as offensive coordinator in 2015, he really turned around what was a struggling offense. And uh, he and Matthew Stafford have a great rapport with each other. Now, this year the offense has struggled a little bit uh, in terms of having a run game and, and knowing when to, you know, just kind of throw in the towel so to speak, on the run game and say, hey, the run game isn't working for us. Let's just stick to the pass because we're doing that well. And how do you balance that with still being able to, you know, pass and and have that be a successful part of your offense when you don't have um, the other aspect of it when you're one-dimensional? So he's had a tough, tough situation to deal with uh, this season. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. As you move forward, and you mentioned things that could potentially happen during the offseason, is it okay to say this is a time where you start looking into the draft to figure out what's the next and most important thing to grab, even though I know there's one game left to play. I get all that. But nothing really there to play for other than just a little pride. Um, moving forward, what do you see them actually trying to address? Offensive line, defensive line, the running back position? Uh, the secondary? Because I see Darius Slay. He's end up uh, going to the Pro Bowl and end up getting a $550,000 extra bill added into his, not bill, <laughs> not he has bad, to pay, right? but one that goes in his pocket. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's totally okay for us to talk about what happens in the off season now. I mean, the players are, and coaches are obviously just still focusing on that one game left against the Packers. But as far as we go, we can, we can have those conversations. I mean, I think that uh, we're getting to that point where it's starting to become very relevant, uh, you know, what's going to happen this off season. Uh, but I think, you know, like you said, running back, that's certainly an area that I could see them uh, making some moves and defensive line as well. That is really an area where they struggled to get pressure all season long. Uh, I'm not sure what the offensive line uh, situation will look like this offseason because they invested so much in it last year uh, and really just injuries were, were what hurt them this year. So I'd say running back defensive line, those are big areas. I think they're, they're pretty good in the secondary with Darius Slay and Quandre Diggs and Glover Quinn. Uh, they really like who they have there. So um, it, it certainly will be an interesting offseason for sure to see what they end up doing. Tori, we've really appreciated your availability. Thanks so much for being a regular contributor every week. Enjoy the rest of the holiday season. Look forward to chatting with you again when we get to the offseason. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me on. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.